I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Evolution. We have on this week my dear friend Helena Hodova. This conversation is all about sacred sexuality. Sacred what? Yep, sacred sexuality. We dive into some of these taboo topics, really bringing us home to what it means to be intimate with yourself. Helena is all about supporting people becoming empowered men and bringing women back to their sacredness. It's all about conscious relating and self-love. Really what's going on in there, she helps us overcome shame, overcome guilt, overcome unworthiness, and really take our power back. Our our sacred sexual energy is that energy, in her opinion, that is the creative life force that is running through the veins of all of us. It's what animates us. It's what brings us into life. It's what is alive within us. And she connects us to that real deep, powerful place within us. Tune in and take your power back. For those that are loving these conversations around the Inspired Evolution, as always, we love having you here. We love hearing from you in the comments section below. So drop us a comment and let us know that you're here and what's birthing for you through these conversations. As always, we invite you to subscribe, hit the bell notification. We love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your love and support. Tune in to another incredible conversation here on the Inspired Evolution. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is a treat to be here today. We have with us Helena Hadova. Helena, how are you? <laughs> I'm so well. I'm so fantastic right now seeing you and hearing you and connecting with you. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to see you again. Hey, for those tuning in to Helena for the first time, let me quickly pay her the honors. On one hand, her background is in social and cultural anthropology, right? And that's all about human behavior and that sort of stuff. And on the other hand, she also works with some neo-tantric practices. So as a certified sex, love and relationship coach of the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality, Helena proudly supports people all over the world on the journey back to who they truly are. 
They're vibrant, mm. joyful, and as she puts it, orgasmic self. It is such a treat to have you. <laughs> so let me let me let me start straight from the outset. I just I want to go there. Like you know, we could sort of dance around the conversation and eventually get to this point. But I want to sort of just open the floodgates and go. Why is sex such a taboo topic? Because it's our biggest superpower. Because it's our largest uh, life force. It's uh, it's the primal energy, right? The sexual energy is the first energy which creates absolutely everything. There would not be trees. There would not be plants. There would not be animals or humans. Or in that matter, buildings or anything else. Because that's the first energy which creates everything. It's the creative energy. And because it's so powerful, we literally can create with this energy anything. We can heal with it. We can nurture with it. We can create new life with it. We can create new projects with it. Um, and because it's so powerful, when the patriarchy, the old paradigm patriarchy came in, they knew how powerful this is. And because when you are powerful, you cannot be manipulated that easily, right? Mm. When you know that you have power and you can heal and you can um, create and you can create the best possible life for yourself and for people you love, your community, then you are unbreakable. Mm. And so what they did, they introduced shame, they introduced guilt, they introduced fear around sexuality. And that was kind of a tool, like a try to take that power from us. It never can be taken from us, but um, that's why we still generationally carry the guilt and shame around sexuality and the secret, right? It's very, very much secret to talk about the most amazing things, the pleasure, which is our birthright. Um, Yeah. And that's why also so many uh, women and men were burned during the bitch hunts mm. that's also why so many men and women were killed hunted um yeah so we are we are back and we are taking this power back thank you so much for sharing that and i um yeah i i resonate with what you're saying in regards to just the the creativity like it is your creative energy right like it's mm-hmm. the energy like when you stop to think about it um which surprises me that we don't often stop to think about this but this is like our sexual energy is the, what gives us creation. Like when we, man can make another life with a woman through this energy and learning to tap into this, to interact with this, obviously it is our creation energy. It's like, it is a divine energy. The fact that there is this metaphysical experience, like where do children, where did we come from? Like what a trip, you know, like no one can answer this question. <laughs> and it's just like, it's this magic. Like I, I look at it as a magical thing. And so from there it's like, okay, we've got this, we've got this creative energy. And like you said, you can harness it into healing. You can harness it into projects. You can harness it into art. I think one of the things that is true for me that, you know, I don't, I haven't really shared this, but I think it's, it's great that you're here so we can have this chat is the year that we, um, the year that we launched the inspired evolution. Like I was acutely aware of this it was actually a year that my, my wife, now wife, then girlfriend um, was traveling the world for 12 months. And I went on this journey of just cause I was at home by myself of just no stimulus, like literally just no, like I wasn't releasing any of my energy. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at that time in my life and I just look back of like, okay, I was by myself and I made the choice of not to, not to release any of the energy. I find it difficult to neglect that. Um, whilst honoring that also that was the year the inspired evolution was born. You know, so when we think about creativity and projects, this was like, this is obviously a project that's really intimate and really special for me. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm also aware that it, it like, it, like of some of the energetics of it, like it's a creative thing, right? To, to go out and start a podcast, start a coaching business, start a speaking, uh, speaking business. Yeah. And I, I really like, I believe in what you're sharing. And I just sort of kind of wanted to, wanted to sort of bring mm-hmm. that home into context here. How does it show up in your life? Well, I, I, I'm just going to, before I answer the question, I'm just going to say for men, especially, it's so important because when we look at it from quantum physics point of view, mm. the the life force in the physical form, the sperm force, it contains a lot of light. 
It mm. contains a lot of enzyme. It contains, when we look at it from chemical point of view, it contains a lot of vitamin, nutrients, the, the life creating. And this, when you use this turn on and not just uh, unconsciously release it, but you use it and put that turn on into creating business, um, calling in abundance, mm. uh, it doesn't have to be creating new life, right? Even mm. though that's, that's epic, but it mm. can be, uh, following your purpose, creating, creating the, and I see it in my clients. I work one-on-one -on -one and I also have a um, group, group, um, program for men when they all of a sudden connect with their sexual center, with that energy, with the life force, they are unstoppable. It's like what you are saying, all of a sudden I created podcasts, which, you know, they, they get connected with their purpose, with their, mm base with their essence with, with with actually the why they came here on planet it's not just anymore i have to make money so i have to be in nine to five work and i have to no it's like what is what turns me on most mm -hmm. oh my god and i cannot once you are connected with it you cannot ignore it <laughs> so loud and so powerful <laughs> i love that and even just the languaging you're using there because it's like what turns me on the most in collective vernacular that means like oh what actually you know turns me on like in, in sexual attraction words but actually what i'm hearing you say is what turns me on is like what actually brings you alive <laughs> yes exactly exactly what brings you alive what what do you wake up for like every day what what it is that that you can't stop thinking about and you are in flow when you do like that that's that's the turn on that's the excitement which we are bringing into life through that sexual power i love that so thank you so much for sharing that and one of the questions i've got then is you know, you mentioned shame, fear, guilt, and these programs being so present for us. And I guess there's no easy way to put this, um, but I want to ask the question, I, like knowing on the Inspired Evolution, having interviewed so many people, often our biggest challenges, our biggest pain forms our biggest gift. And I see the work that you're doing. And for those tuning in that know Helena, you know, she's like an incredible Czech model from, all, from you know, Europe. And I just wonder, like, some part of me is curious to sort of unpack, like, what, like, has there been some challenges in your life around this sort of stuff, which has inspired you to go down this path to explore this work? Mm. Thank you for asking that. Um, definitely. I mean, I went through hell and back and hell and back and hell and back. <laughs> <laughs> I was raped as a baby and then, um, I didn't know I completely suppressed it. And that memory came back when I was in my thirties and in, it was triggered by another trauma when I actually married the father of my children who is a sex addict. So it was very, uh, very deep, very dark, very, very intense place. Uh, you know, I, I kind of felt this calling long time to step into supporting others. And I also did, I had my own charity, which we, just, we, we, we supported disadvantaged children around the world. But I was always attracted to suffering. I was always attracted to the dark sides. And you know, it was, it wasn't the world which needed to be saved around me. It was me. I had so much pain within me. I had so much unhealed trauma, unhealed wounds, programs, which I carried from my family, but also the trauma from childhood, which was never given attention to. And I lived with that. I thought I was broken because I didn't feel much pleasure. I, I thought I was broken because my emotional states where I was depressed very often, um, uh, you know, I, at times I was suicidal. It was really, really dark place for me. And the second I realized that I have to, I absolutely have to heal relationship with my sexuality and look really deep and take my trauma and um, really start gently um, accessing it, allow myself to even access it. That was the turning point when I, my life started to really blossom and I, I literally started to have flashbacks of my purpose, why I am here on planet Earth, how my my mission is to bring sacredness back because sex is sacred. Our bodies are powerful. They are so sacred. We carry this amazing potential. And it's time. And I chose this. I chose this to be here. And 
bring the sacredness back and the 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 wisdom the wisdom of our bodies the wisdom of um uh, of this energy when we allow it and when we heal it and well when we uh really really accept ourselves fully mm. thank you so much for sharing that um yeah so on the journey of having you on, obviously, I've, I've been just doing a little bit of research in the background to inform our conversation today. And one of the things that um, I couldn't believe when I chanced across this piece of information was that actually 30% of women in the Western world, which, you know, that's the Western world, potentially in the Eastern world, it's, it's worse than this. I don't know. I can't, I can't speculate. But 30% of women in the Western world um, report to having experienced some form of sexual trauma in their life. And when I stopped to think about that, I was like, shit, that's high. Like, that's one it's in one, three. One in three women. One and in then, three women. And then I stopped to sort of reflect on that. And I was like, actually, that's people that have reported it. And I'm not, and yeah. like knowing the taboo around it, I was feeling like perhaps there's all, there's probably way more cases that are not even reported as well. So as you're sharing your story, I think, you know, some part of me is, not really hoping that the listener is connecting to it, but I, I do, I, I guess I respect and appreciate you sharing your story with such depth and vulnerability, because mm-hmm. I think there are more people listening to this that are relating to it than we can probably imagine. Mm. And it's not only one in three women, it's one in five men. So the, I did something really interesting uh, about two months ago, I started challenge 11 days with no ejaculation. I did it for my Czech, Czech brothers mm. and I received hundreds, maybe thousands of messages of how men are in pain, how much men are in pain. And I know it because I work with clients, but this came in, in like just hundreds and thousands and it was mm. so. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. amazing to see that you know we both need to accept our sexuality we both need to take back that power by accepting it by loving it by allowing ourselves to feel pleasure um by healing that relation with sexuality and something amazing happened women for the first time because i i always ask if i can share part of the messages from the men mm-hmm. and 99% I got a yes. And those which I could share, I would share them on my stories on Instagram. And women were astounded. They didn't know men are going through so much pain. And then, you know, I also share women's side. Like we are holding you. I never knew that there is so much suffering, that you are going through so much shame, guilt. Um, so, so, you know, I always get asked what it is that women now are rising. How do we you know, how do we deal with that as a man? And it's about doing it together. It's about accepting in ourselves that we have both man and a woman, right? Feminine, masculine, and mm. it's both divine. It's both beautiful. And it's so important that we hold ourselves as the whole, as the, as the one, and that we hold and rise together uh, as men and the women together. Yeah. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. And 
the way I view it, and perhaps, you know, I'm happy to just explore this with you and see if, if it resonates or not, is I kind of see like the, like for men, our responsibility is, is to be kind of the, the pillars of the temple, if you will. Um, mm, but the actual, like you know, the, the mosaic tiles on the temple and the energy in the temple and all of the, you know, all the stuff that's happening in and around and through, like, you know, whatever we're worshipping, what it's dedicated to, all of the, the beauty of the temple and, you know, who decides what we're going to worship, you know, that is the role of, of the woman in my, in my little yeah. paradigm and perspective i see like men are literally holding space for the women to mm-hmm. come and create the mm-hmm. change and create the shift that mm-hmm. that we are there and and that's our role is just to be the best pillar that we can be amrit you just said the most simple explanation of how we can have beautiful relationship between men and women because that's what women really deeply desire to be held to be penetrated not only physically but you know, mentally, emotionally, they have to open. Uh, but we need to be held in safety. That's mm. the most important part, in safety and in presence. And um, when you were talking, I also, I love that. I love columns of the temple. And also one which resonates with me too is a bre- women are water, they are river. Mm. And the mm-hmm. men are the... Uh, the, the, the land, yeah. the banks holding holding the river, and you know if there are some couples or man who is a woman who is having issues with, with with partner, if man is giving safety, providing that holding the queen mm. safe, then she will blossom and relationship will blossom and everything will work. And it's it, it's like the so simple and in the same time the old macho i'm in control the the, the 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 i have to perform that's what's killing it right yeah yeah trying to trying to topple your <laughs> trying to topple over and trying to make things happen when it's someone else's role hey one of the questions that comes to me for those tuning in is then how do we access some of this stuff like you mentioned words like acceptance um yeah you mentioned like just passingly self-love like these are these are big topics and not surprisingly because like you said at the beginning like sexual energy is like your it's one of your biggest insights like, your biggest energy like it's your creative life force, right? <laughs> so i get why the topics are so big how do we how are i guess some of the like for those listening in can you provide some access points for us to sort of you know and is it is it starting on experiments like 11 days of you know not ejaculating or is there is there something like that or are there some access points that you would invite us into it's really about welcoming your emotions. It's really about, oh, during my programs, I have a program for men, which is called Empowered Men and for Women's Sacred Women. And I first lesson is always about emotions mm. and accepting it. We were, we were taught that, you know, the crying, anger, sadness, disgust, it's not welcome, right? We, mm. A lot of us grew up in families who don't don't show off and don't cry and big boys don't cry and you know all those mm. old old programs and it's the opposite it's it's give giving the space to the emotions even if it's disgust for example and welcoming them because when you welcome them you you can stop fighting against them you can stop fighting against yourself you right the not enough self-love is because you are not accepting all the parts of you. You are not accepting that shadows. Somebody calls it shadows, right? Mm-hmm. You are not accepting the guilt, the fear, the, you know. And when you when you connect with them, and I teach this to, to women, really connect with them inside the body because all the feelings and emotions are showing in our body. And when when we ex- when we see them, first we see them and then we welcome them Mm. and that's a game changer because all of the sudden they stop being these monsters who are not welcomed not accepted not that they are just threat for our system all of the sudden they just become something what has a message for us Mm. what is the message 
what is the message in the fear that uh, I won't be orgasmic? What is in there that I'm not good enough? And we can, then we can then we can start talking with them. Then we can start asking what they need. Oh, they need hug. They need just acceptance. They just need to be seen. Most often, they just want to be seen. They just want to be felt. So my biggest ad advice is just welcome your emotions, no matter if it's anger, fear, sadness, disgust, you know, rage, welcome them. Welcome them and allow them to be felt. And sometimes it's also numbness. In a lot of cases, people who went through the trauma or who went through uh, sexual abuse, violence, we numbed ourselves to survive. Mm -hmm. So it's a protection. And when you welcome it, because it protected you for so long, it protected you so you could live. Mm -hmm. We would die if, if we felt so much back then, so much pain. So it's a gift. And all of a sudden, that numbness, when we give her safety, that we see her, that we, or it, mm. that we, we accept it, that it's there, it, it can start dissolving. It can, you can, and so, so the, what that means is that we can feel as much pleasure as we can feel as much those opposite mm. emotions. They're not bad. They are just, not, or negative. They are just on the other spectrum. So, if we allow ourselves to feel them, we also allow ourselves to feel more pleasure. And I see it in women and men. Men usually experience this much pleasure and they can experience unlimited amount of mm. pleasure just because how we were taught through porn, through, um, through um, media, how our pleasure should look like. So mm. that's another mm. part, big part, right? The sexual education we could... We, we could talk about it for hours. It's, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to deep dive into one of those areas, which is, again, us approaching some of the, the tougher to have conversations, um, which I'm really grateful for the space you hold, which is, um, yeah, like us having a conversation around pornography. Like mm -hmm. it is, you talked about guilt, shame, and yeah, just looking at, just to how rampantly pornography is, you know, utilized within our society as a, as a tool. And when I stop to reflect on what sort of tool it is, I believe it may be a tool of retreat uh, where people somewhat retreat back to themselves without even knowing that they're doing that. What is your perspective on what's going on with, with pornography and, and what, like, what, what, why is it so rampant? What services are providing that, probably underneath the surface of what just other than just graphic stimulus and well for hundreds of thousand years during the human existence on planet earth our learning sexuality was always through senses right through touch through smell through uh, audio visual mm. and just in the last 50 70 years it's born or magazines right so it's very limited to one or two senses there's mm. no touch no smell no taste and um it's very hard then when when men are really learning to be aroused by because that that's that's a wiring between the primal brain and our sexual genitals mm. both men and women and that's how you learn and if you think about it, it's um, it's usually for men. How, you know, when little boys or adult um, uh, teenage boys are discovering their sexuality, their sexuality is not welcomed in our society. Their sexuality is something which is feared, yeah. right, or shamed. Uh, when when boys get erection in in classroom, it's it's laughed upon, right? Instead of celebrated, uh, mm. doesn't necessarily mean he's sexually aroused, but it means his body is working beautifully. Mm. And um, in families, usually, you know, uh, when they when little boys are discovering their sexuality and self pleasuring, 
they need to do it in secretness and they need to do it really quick. Sometimes mm. in shower and just make sure that that nobody walks on them, right? And that's yeah. how they are wiring themselves. That's why so many men have um, uh, have a, don't last very long because this is the wire. This is the oh, okay. So this is we have to get we get, have to get this going. We have to quickly, right? And that's mm. it. And that's what a lot of men are uh, suffering because they want to give more pleasure. They want to feel more pleasure. They want to last long. So, and the porn doesn't help at all because again, the porn, if, if the boys learn that there's just visual or visual and audio, that's about it. And it looks one way, right? It's always performance. It's always the pleasure looks one way. The orgasms Mm -hmm. look one way. There, there is no conscious or very limited conscious uh, portrait of sexuality uh, or what to do to give more pleasure. It doesn't, it basically doesn't exist. Mm. So, um, so that, that limits them in experiencing the, the, the lovemaking with partner. The conscious I, pleasure. I, woman or or a man it just it just limits them because they are not connected with their body you are always in your head uh, when people watch porn it's always about eyes sound and that's it mm. and right fantasies fantasies and that's only what turns you on later on because that's how we wire the brain a little bit with the genitals so but the good news is it all can be rewired it all can be uh, rewired and that's what i'm teaching men in my empowered men course and the key is to stay in the body with the pleasure stay in the body you know not going into fantasies not going into another porn star another woman another man you know but staying with the pleasure follow the pleasure and i'm teaching different kind of techniques um there's also one more thing with porn when you're asking and that's a porn addiction which is crazy amount of numbers i mean from from the um it was like a when i did the challenge 11 days with no ejaculation i was i was supporting men in self-pleasuring it wasn't about not touch yourself not don't activate the power it was about activate the power but learn how to stay with it with the activation learn just watch if it's controlling you or if you are working with it if it's overpowering you or if you are, if you can create with it other things. And the biggest number one was porn addiction and really sex addiction as well. And of course the porn porn addiction, it's a big thing as any addiction, what I believe it's just escape from yourself. It Mm. just escape from those heavy feelings because there's something what needs attention, but we are not being taught how to give it attention. Or until now, <laughs> mm. we 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 feel we feel bad, we feel broken, we feel we feel not good enough, or we feel too much because we we have sadness, because we 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 feel anger, because we feel we feel um, disgust, all those rage, right? All those intense feelings. We feel that we are not adequate enough. Because we have them. So one of the tools to escape them is porn, right? As well as alcohol, drugs, da-da-da-da. Yeah, it's interesting. As I'm hearing you share this, thank you so much. What I'm what I'm coming to is like we have this kind of perhaps uh, perhaps not being less accepting of our emotions than they would call us to be. Um, mm-hmm. And then from that place, we we retreat perhaps to using tools such as pornography and in some way we're connecting back to an intimate part of ourselves, but at the same time we're disempowering ourselves um, through the use of such a tool because of just how it's making us more fractioned, if you will, because it's just so sight and sound oriented and it's not tangible. It's not actually connected to the body. We're often out there and we're not actually in our body. So it's almost it's a bit insidious is what i'm hearing actually is that it's um it's using it like one of the most empowering tools but mm-hmm. it's being mm-hmm. hijacked right like and so it's yeah. it's it's a numbing tool porn is a numbing tool mm-hmm. because it's too too much to 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 open yourself to feel and i get it i absolutely get it 
that you know this was so present in my life and i found out that my husband back then was sex addict um i'll i'll give i'll tell you uh, amazing experience i had i went to rehab because he went to rehab and the last weekend it's family comes and the people open up and they are trying to reconnect and everything mm. and i came there and i came there a little early so i they invited me to sharing circle and there was about 20 30 men and i was sitting there i was listening their stories and i was like how do not they see how brilliant they are how do these men don't see how amazing they are how Oh my God, I was sitting there with 30 most magnificent beings and I didn't understand. Why are they, what? Mm. And it took me a few years to understand that usually people who are addicts are most sensitive, are most empathic, are most, you know, they feel. Mm. We feel. I am one of them. Mm. I didn't escape into substance addiction but i was addicted to my husband to mm. both you know and um and usually those are artists those are visionaries those are people who are supposed to create the new world the new things bring inventions you know the speakers the motivational gurus you know that that because we were told that we are you know it's a shame Mm. And ninety percent of those thirty men were sexually abused, or when some through some sexual uh, violence in their childhood or or uh, adolescence. So it's just going, going generationally, and until we stop and really say, "I am here and I will heal." Honestly, I think it's the most important part because everything. When I accept my sexuality and I allow it to thrive, to really feel pleasure. I feel pleasure in every single aspect of my life. Mm. I feel pleasure doing grooming. I feel pleasure doing swimming. I feel pleasure, you know, like it's, I allow pleasure in my life. And, you know, pleasure meaning orgasmic energy. It doesn't have to be how it looks in porn. It can be completely different. It can be just having orgasm during watching sunset, you know, mm. <laughs> being alive, really. That's what it is. The aliveness. I love that so much. And I want to sort of go there with, you know, there's this, um, what you were talking about aliveness. It's like, okay, let's say for those that are tuning in um, and perhaps, you know, this is just a surface level question, but I need to ask it. I feel like in this space is we're tuning in and you're encouraging the use of us connecting to our creative energy and our sexual energy. Um, and I guess I'm just asking for the person that's listening and going, okay, cool. So that means I'm just going to self-pleasure myself like multiple times a day as soon as I get off this podcast. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about, is that what the Torah is like? What is the the wisdom of actually harnessing the energy and working with the energy versus the energy of a sex addict? Because in some ways, wouldn't the sex addict be accessing that energy again and again and again? So what is the, the difference between the two? It's different for men and women. For men, it is um, that... Uh, I suggest if if this is like a like a new to people to men, start with giving yourself like a three day where where you do self pleasure but you don't ejaculate, and just watch what happens with your psyche. Yeah, you know, if there is some resistance or what the is Helena thinking? <laughs> you know, like, if there is like anger towards me or anybody else, you know, like, or or if there is like, oh my god, it's really hard, or wow, this is easy, you know, like where am I in the relationship with with that energy? What if I decide not to just release it by ejaculation? What happens? And there might be many things happen. There might be feeling all the feels. The heavy ones, or there might be rays of energy. You can feel much more energy. There might be rays in creativity. It's not about not not self pleasuring. It's op- opposite. It, it is about working with that energy, but consciously touching mm. yourself a different kind kind of touch, staying in the body. Um, I teach different kind of breathing techniques, which help from going usually men make love from three to seven minutes 
uh, from the beginning of penetration. So from going three minutes to hour, you know, or or anything in between or anything after, really. There, um, like just 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 watching where am I, uh, and if there is a porn addiction or a sex addiction, just really not beat ourselves for for it not like throw hate on myself and judgments but just be with it okay so this is where i am and yes i want to do something with it and there is there is so much help right now there are so many sisters who are uh, sex love and relationship coaches there are courses uh, you know if it's one-on-one is too intense you can choose a online program as i said mine is called empowered man but there are many other which already are supporting healing of that relationship with sexuality. So that's men. Mm. Just, just watching what happens if I don't release through ejaculation. And this is not anything new. This is something what the old ancient Tao, uh, Taoists used. Um, they said that if you retain your seed for three days you start shining if you retain for five days you start creating if you retain for a week you your energy start to rise so watch it just just where am i at and for women it's quite opposite <laughs> women women get charged by having orgasms orgasmic energy experiencing more pleasure opening up their heart opening up their yoni opening up their um uh, basically the channel which the women are the channel between the divine source and divine mother so um yeah, for women it's um it's more about working with the blocks which doesn't which don't allow us to open to that pleasure yeah. and receive yeah. the pleasure and that's usually shame that's usually um a lot of women don't lo- like how they look like, how their yonis look like. Um, a lot of women, you know, have self-hate towards their body because of the culture we grow up. And I was part of it. I was a model for a long time. And I understand. I woke up every day and I was top model. I worked in New York and, you know, crazy stuff. And I didn't feel beautiful because it was not good enough. And taking back that good enoughness through healing relationship with sexuality turned out for me and pretty much all of my clients as the key because mm-hmm. that's where our power is. We don't have to suppress us ourselves anymore. We can allow to, ourselves to be wild, to be to scream, to be hysterical, to be, um, to be quiet, to just be, to create or not. Like... To, to feel shame or not, or <laughs> mm. to be scared, or, or but we will come in. We all of a sudden will come in and we don't have to fight ourselves. That's such a relief. You don't have to constantly judge, compa- compare yourself with how it should be and compete with yourself and others because I'm not good enough in the face of others. Yeah. Mm. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. That um yeah, the the not feeling good enough. I know it is one of the predominant fears for humans. Um, but just realizing how deeply connected it is to such a primal energy in us and yeah. how working with it's that. It's not point. when you say it's sorry, it, when you say it's such a human trait, it's not. All right, we are good enough, we are perfect as we are because we are part of nature. Mm. And if you look the flowers don't don't compare themselves. They just grow. <laughs> awesome. The trees, the, the bees, the you know, like we are nature. We are perfect the way that we are. And we all came here with some gift, with some talents to share, to, to thrive, to, to live, to, to be. But it's the old intentional. It was done on intense. Mm, we have to realize intentional programming, which we carry generationally, generationally, and it can stop with us. It can stop right here with you, so your children don't have to carry it. Not you, I'm right, but everybody, <laughs> you know, like and me. <laughs> let's take it back. Let's take our sacredness back. Let's take that power back. It's time. It's mm. really time. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, I want to unpack that a little bit further, which is just a just a random question that comes to me: is Elena, 
like obviously you've done a lot of work in this space you mentioned like men like going on a sabbatical from you know pleasure like well for from i'm gonna use the word coming for 11 days and then like how like at some point, do you just watch yourself going, oh, this is, this is my service to humanity now? Like, what? do you know what I mean? Like just the, is it odd to like helping, like I understand you can relate to the journey of women having gone through so much in your own journey around mm-hmm. it. Um, but then you're also helping men on their journey. Um, from the outside looking in, it's remarkable. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just remarking on it in this conversation with you. Is it a yeah. bit of a is it a bit of a trip working with men to helping them explore their sexuality in a really sacred way as a woman? It's an honor. It's uh, I'm I'm gonna start being emotional because um, I'm I'm on a fifth week of my seven week program with men and the the healing which happens the the changes which happens are just so profound and I'm receiving messages which like um there is no other way men do have to rise it will happen either through trauma or conscious work it will happen through sickness or through oh i think that i need to change something the openness to change and for me to work with men it's it's so beautiful because also a lot of healing happening for me like a lot of i i lived most of my life i didn't trust men i thought they were dangerous because of mm. my previous experiences also during modeling there was i was subject of fires mm. and pleasures but all of a sudden that that changes with i can hold them in such a safe container full of compassion because i see how much pain there is and how much you know men who are sensitive which quite everybody is (laughs) but the clients I work with they they really have a deep desire first of all to be the best possible lover give as much pleasure to their partners be it men or women then second they really want to be attractive they want to feel good they want to feel alive they want to be connected with that sexual uh, energy and third, they really want to create life which is good for them, not which was told by somebody else, some other authority outside of them to create. Mm. So for me, um, it's such an honor and it's such a, I, th- I think I'm at lost at words because just yesterday I had a man contact me from my course right now and he's like, Helena, I, you don't understand how much it shifted my life. With my, and it saved my marriage because I was, we were ready to, to get divorced. But all of a sudden, I know that it's me who need to do the work. It's me who need to grow up to, to step into my manhood, which I never had chance to do. And um, I would like to offer you, um, I would like to offer some other men and women scholarship in the future if they cannot aff- uh, afford it. So I have these magical moments happening and I'm just so grateful. And you know what? I'm so grateful that the courage to not give up is within me. I'm just, thank you, spirit, because mm. this is it. This is, this is um, uh, taking our power back reclaiming what always was inside of us we just didn't know and learning how to work with it Mm. that's that's such a gift so i feel blessed i feel absolutely blessed to work with men and i think that i can offer them you know it's important that there are men who who help men how to work with ejaculation and stuff like that but i think i am teaching it from the i cannot tell men how is your masculinity gonna look like but I can help them connect with their, uh, with their emotions, with their, um, with themselves on much deeper level, and I can also tell them what women need, how they can be the best possible lovers, how can they give as much pleasure? Because sometimes, most of the times, honestly, women are not connected with themselves either, mm-hmm. due to shame and fear and um, guilt. So. To me, working with men, it's a, it's the biggest. And I can tell you one more thing. It's not, it doesn't take long. Like for some men, I just had a client and he felt like 
he he was very spiritual very you know from up from the um, waist up mm. very connected yeah. source meditated blah, blah, blah. uh but he felt like there's some disconnect with his um with his sexuality and it showed up in uh issues with erection and uh we just we just worked on accepting what was that block we worked on it he was giving himself massages which were not sexual and within two days he uh he connected and uh he told me the other day the day that he connected he he created new program uh, <laughs> he understood that oh my god i need to do this and not you know he had block in creating uh creating uh, with alignment with his purpose so mm. it's it's really it's 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 not it's not a science it's really just accepting pieces which need to be seen heard Uh, sometimes hugged sometimes you know if there's trauma of course there is some work which need to be done to to heal it and and see the gift which is underneath it because honestly i know that i had a rough life i know i experienced this, i experienced like 100 lifetimes this lifetime i feel that way but every single moment of the darkness was a gift even the rape because i would not be able to hold such deep space i'm holding now such a safe space which i'm holding now such a loving space i would not be able to understand so for you know like even as dark as it might be and you might be maybe some who is listening some people are in dark place hold on because it will pass and it is a gift there is a gift underneath it as well as there is a gift every single time under fear under anger under disgust under whatever it is that you're going through i'm i'm holding you like energetically i understand thank you so much for sharing that um yeah yeah the, the current that's kind of running through all of that for me is is the emotions and the acceptance piece and uh i had a recent chat with our mutual friend uh christina lakiani and we were talking about acceptance in a really big way and it's just reaffirming that you know our inner nature is perfect and alive and that sacredness and i do want to have a chat about sacredness in just a moment but one of the things that was just a perfect little segue in there for me to dive into was um you were talking about men and like generally what happens is when we get connected and maybe this is just me from my bias lens but when we when i got connected or when we do get connected it does have a lot of parallels to purpose Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like for me, touch wood, the inspired evolution. And so like these things sort of drop in, which are deeply woven in on our purpose. And that creative energy really calls the masculine into purpose. And maybe it's not fair for me to make that as a as a blanket statement. It's probably not. Um, but maybe that is a general statement I can make. I don't know. Maybe you can reflect on that. And then the other question, so that's part one of the question. Part two is, is there like a, is it the same thing for women or is it similar or is it something like, is women's creative energy not associated with purpose, but something else? Like, is it healing? I don't know. I'm, I'm exploring this with you. Do you? Hmm. It's a creative energy. So you can create anything with it, really, hmm. really. And purpose it's a funny thing right when we say purpose it feels like very forever and dogmatic and heavy <laughs> uh, you can change a lot my, my, exactly my purpose in life changed a lot and um but it's the best what i can offer in the moment it's the best best that i'm standing in service and offering at the moment tomorrow i might wake up and i might just my my realize hey it's not my purpose anymore it's it's change again because i'm evolving i'm al allowing the change to happen so um the creative energy you can really how i sub how i describe it is you can create the best possible life for yourself with that mm. you can manifest you can first of course you got to clear if you if you imagine yourself like a like a like a um closet let's say mm. you know if it's full of stuff and there's no more space to fit in you cannot receive you cannot get in more you you mm. cannot it's just going to be cluttered so and that what is it cluttered with right well the traumas the 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 programs the programming from family society Uh, friends media porn right that's all there 
So when we start to look at the closet ourselves and see, oh, what doesn't serve me anymore? Uh, I'm not wearing this for like three years. I don't need that. <laughs> and we let it go. We, we let it, we let the old paradigm, be, which keeps us in that uh, pain and suffering. Mm. We just let them go. Sometimes I'm not saying it's always easy, but yeah. it, <laughs> it needs to go. Yeah, but it does it needs to go. What doesn't serve me needs to go. Sorry. Mm. And then, and then when I create the space, then I can look around and see, oh my God, I didn't know this was here. I didn't know that they are sending me some messages. <laughs> I didn't know that I can hear this. I didn't know that I'm supposed to create inspired evolution podcasts. I didn't know. Oh, that feels really good. Oh, and this feels really good. And then, so that's manifesting, right? Manifesting. I can manifest anything I want. I can manifest money. I can manifest um it's it's sex magic you know i can manifest whatever i want with my sexual energy because that that i create my life i am the creator not the system not my school not my employer i am the creator of my life i can change whatever i want i can change work i can change you know if something doesn't serve me hey it's not my it's not in my closet anymore <laughs> mm. i like that uh, so, so letting go is the first part. Second part is manifesting. So what is this day I want to fill this closet with? I want to I feel love. I want to I feel compassion. I want to create community. I want to I have a lot of money. I want to have, um, have abundance of friends. I want to have, you know, health. Like, and, and then I start to create it. Then I start manifesting it and calling it. In. And then a third part, which is very new to me, and I received this um, about a month ago, it's accepting it. Because I became really good at manifesting what I want. I, oh my God, I can manifest like this now. But I wasn't able to accept it. Mm. I had it. And I wasn't able to feel it, accept it. So that's another little deeper piece. How to really learn how to accept, how to receive, how to receive it fully. So that's three way how I see it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like we're on a similar journey with the acceptance piece that dropped in for me about a, a month and a bit ago as well. And it's, it's been an absolute game changer, just learning to accept. Um, mm -hmm. And just, yeah, like, there was always, yep, you are enough, you are enough, like understanding that. And then actually one of my, I'll, I'll just share this with you. One of the one of the big drop-ins for me, like one of my big life, life pieces of work is like humility. Like I'm always just, it, I feel like we can, we're here to learn. And as long as we're humble, like everything will open, right? Everything can teach you as long as you're willing to humble yourself enough to learn from that thing, whether it's a blade of grass, whether it's my dog, whether it's a guru. Um, and so like humility is this real key for me, touch what I feel. And I noticed that there was a part of me that was pushing for humility in every situation was just like pushing. It's like, be humble. Come on. Hey, hey, don't, don't forget, be humble. Don't forget, be humble, stay humble, stay humble. Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying that with you, stay humble, stay humble, stay humble. I took a moment to look at like, what's telling me to stay humble. And it's like, oh Yeah. That's another ego. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, this is my ego that's consistently telling me to stay humble, right? And so it's like this consistent tension. We talk about letting go, and I'm on a bit of a, a rant here, but between the two, like it was this conversation around letting go was like, oh, if I just let go of that and accept, wow, that for me was like a whole new paradigm of humility. It's like actually just accepting that, this is what it is. This is what it is. And actually true humility just comes with just accepting, you know, you don't have to force humility in. It's like, wow, that's like, beautiful. it was really profound for me. That was kind of a shift that started. And then from there, like realizing yeah. that our inner nature, as you've been reflecting, reflecting to it as in it's perfect, it's alive. For me, what was dropping in was like my inner nature actually is peace. Touch wood. Mm. Um, but I don't feel peaceful <laughs> a lot of the time. And so I'm like running around going, wait, what am I doing? Like, why am I not? And I can notice like I'm holding on to things like what I should be doing or what I could be doing or potentially got to honor this and I potentially got to honor that. When I come into like, wow, there's so many things programmed in in my life. And it's like, oh, just allowing myself to come back to peace, you know, and just going, actually, that's your inner nature and all these other things. They're just part of the story that you're just playing out as an avatar almost sort of thing. But, um, 
but yeah, that acceptance piece is is running huge for me as well. I just learned. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So just before I let you go, Helena, the mission is to bring sacredness back to humanity. Tell us a little bit more about what inspires you in this place. Obviously, our our sacred energy, our sexual energy is sacred to us as the individual. Um, is there a what inspires you in this space to, to like, do you have a vision or is there just a feeling? What is it that makes you really want to bring sacredness back to, to humanity? I have to think that I remember my past lives. And um, uh, my first one was as a goddess in Lemuria. And we work with sexual energy as a team, as a group of people. As, you know, really like people, they're there aroused. And there was no shame. There was absolutely no fear. There was just pure love. Pure love. And that's what sexual energy is. It's, it's the pleasure vibrates very high. It's a high frequency. It's very healing. So when we allow ourselves to feel more pleasure, we are healing ourselves. And we can use it not to heal only ourselves. We can use it to heal our partners, our children, our loved ones planet earth Mm. that's how potent is it that's how potent is it so yeah i started having these re-rememberings of who my soul really truly are what my dna of my soul really is or my spirit whatever we call it um uh, and i remember many many lifetimes where i was either priestess helping men initiate them into the art of um pleasure or um yeah and in this lifetime you know it was interesting because i i felt it i felt it all the way but i didn't really follow it or i follow it really wrong way like i always had a feeling how come i am meeting some some somebody and then they have this this initiate them and then I have to leave because it doesn't work (laughs) Mm. and I finally realized there's no way how to do it in this modern time so I found a way how to do it (laughs) 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 with my uh coaching one-on-one and my online program so I am so I'm like uh, so happy and (laughs) yeah bringing sacredness back it's that's that's it's here it's always here it's just not really bringing sacredness back. It's about bringing the knowledge that we are sacred, that mm-hmm. our genitals are sacred, that our sexual power is sacred, that we as a human beings are sacred. Mm, I love that, the way you put it as well, bringing us back to the journey of, of who we truly are. Man, <laughs> it is always such a pleasure to drop in and connect with you. And I think for those tuning in, like obviously you're at the end of the episode, but and it feels very warm and fuzzy and cuddly and fun. And, you know, Helena's energy is always very warm and inviting. Um, one of the key things just to remark on for me and just to just so that I pay the right respects is, you know, that we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation around things that are potentially like a few, like three to five things that we've discussed in this podcast are things that, you know, most people just will not have conversations around with their family. Um, so the invitation isn't necessarily here to like go and have these conversations with your family, but just, you know, just take the time to sort of sit with what we've shared, take the time to explore and sort of, you know, go there because these are deep and vulnerable and meaningful conversations that can really bring you home to a really centered special place. And if you're curious to check out more, um, as Helena said, she's got a couple of courses on her website. We will put a link to uh, helenahodova.com, um, to the podcast episodes, and uh, yeah, if something is speaking to you around, you know, your creative energy and you feel like, you know, there's something you want to work with in this space, just think back to where you were at the beginning, beginning of this conversation um, and some of the topics, how we started talking about them as taboo and where we are at the end of this conversation and really just how every day it seems right now. Helena, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for the work you've put into yourself and just the energy with which you carry, you know, this, this work, um, it's, it's, it's remarkable. And I'd just like to take a moment to thank you and remark on that. Thank you so much for being here with us. Amrit, I thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm super grateful that we could share this hour. And I, I hope 
it will sparkle in some people uh, their sacredness and <laughs> mm. uh, they will get on the healing journey with gentleness and kindness to themselves. Thank you so much, Sister Beth. Thank you. you. Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.